Okay. Hey everybody, welcome to a new episode of Hallmark Heartbeats, a podcast all about Hallmark movies. I am your host, Camille, and I want to welcome, or <laughs> should I say Mabuhai? Oh! <laughs> um, to Viv Leacock and Natasha Barnett, you guys might know them as the Canfields. Um, <laughs> I love them, you guys. It's awesome, and I'm so excited to see you. And the reason why I started with Mabuhai is your wife is Filipino, yeah, and I'm Filipino I, too. I know that's why I knew what you were saying. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! Do you know what region in the Philippines your wife is from? Your family? She's from. from uh, uh, um, Does that sound familiar? Yes. Yes. <laughs> Yes, thank you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I was um, born in the Philippines and I lived there till I was seven, which was in 91. And then my family moved here to the United States. And um, I haven't really been back since like 2005. When has your family been there to the Philippines? Or just my, no, we haven't, we haven't uh, gone with the kids yet. But um, yeah, um, I, you know, I haven't been there yet. <laughs> we're, we're waiting. We're going to go. I guess as soon as we can. That's the uh, that's the next plan. Yeah, with COVID and stuff, it's going to be complicated. My exactly. grandma, my grandmom is currently living in the Philippines by herself, and she just oh. we just found out she got COVID too, and so we're all like worried about her here and stuff. We, we're, we're praying for your grandma, but I guarantee you, I know your grandma is tough, so I know she'll be like, oh yeah, COVID. Pinoys are very very yes. tough. Yes. <laughs> exactly. I'm sorry, Natasha. <laughs> oh, I'm just listening to this. Oh, she, she's, used, she's used to it. She's around the family all the time. She's used to it. <laughs> oh, really? Have you yep. tried any Filipino foods, Natasha? Do you like any? Do you like any? I haven't Filipino? tried any. Have I? Mm, no, you couldn't have the Lumpia. Oh. Yeah. Oh, uh, you have to try. You have to try some. I know. I know. She's She's got it. She'll tell you. <laughs> Adobo is a. Philip, yeah. uh, famous favorite. My favorite is sin- my favorite is sinigang though, not adobo. I don't like adobo much. You don't like adobo? No, oh, I like um sinigang. Yeah, the soupy kind of dishes with the Actually, um, fish and shrimps and pork. Actually, adobo. probably could have that. Yeah, we'll, we'll, yeah, we'll get. She's she's got she's very particular in terms of dietary. Yeah, <laughs> she got stuff that affects her, so she yeah. does a lot she can't have. So there's a lot of stuff that I couldn't give her. I was like, you can't have any of this. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. Yeah, I was telling one of my friends, I was like, I know exactly how I'm going to greet them. I'm going to say Mabuhai. They're like, why are you going to say Mabuhai? Like, because he's Filipino. His wife is Filipino. He should know this. I'm basically Filipino. <laughs> and actually, I have to say, I was... Um, I was 100% wrong because I've been saying that Amanda is the first Asian character in um, When Calls? When Calls the Heart when in actuality it's your children who are Filipino. Yeah, you know, yeah, there we go. They, yeah. they didn't even know that they were that they were uh, doing mm-hmm. that. <laughs> You're like, yes, hey, let me take that better. That's me who's... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Technically, that's very true. My kids being half half Filipino, Absolutely. they were they were there first. Yeah. <laughs> oh. which, which for which um, how was it how, working with your kids? How, when you got the script for Joseph and Minnie, first of all, 
Um, I'm not going to sugarcoat things. I don't sugarcoat <laughs> things. Um, you guys are literally like the, the first Black family, Black people in yeah. Hope Valley. Took eight seasons, took eight years. Yeah. <laughs> Let's be honest here. It yeah. took eight years for that to happen. Um, how did it feel to finally get that representation and for that off offer to to be for you? Yeah. Um, you know, it's it, um, Natasha and I talk about this all the time in that there's a responsibility um, with playing these characters and and being the first, you know, black people that have a, a major storyline on the show. Cause there were a couple other uh, black actors that were on like the show. They just did like, very, very little. They just had some more, smaller, smaller, I think one was a judge or a townsman. Like yeah. I don't even know, but yeah. There was and a guy who, whose car broke down during a Christmas special or whatever. Yeah. I heard someone was mentioning him like they and they were like, oh, I hope he comes back. But I didn't know who this person was. Yeah. I didn't know. And yeah. there, was a, there was a blacksmith who was a black guy. I was like, that's not what you do. But anyway, <laughs> uh, um, we, yeah, we spoke about it. And it's interesting because a lot of actors in town actually spoke with me about doing the part before I actually did the part. Mm. And like there was, you know, we almost had, there was like a discussion that we had because everyone saw that this part came down and then they knew that I got it. And um, there were people who were, who were, because of the timing, because of the timing of everything, they were like, you know, is this just being done because of uh, Black Lives Matter or is this something that they were trying to get put on that happened before? And, yeah, and, I've, and, I've seen those tweets too re- this year yeah. about Amanda, where they were like, yeah. she's a diversity hire, people, they just want to do this so that to appease liberal woke media people or whatever. It's, it's like. <laughs> We've seen this, you know, I've seen the same thing, you know, attached to stuff that, you know, tweets attached to us. So yeah, people are going to react that way, but it, 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 it didn't matter because you know we were like we have the responsibility of playing these portraying these characters and we're gonna bring you know what we can bring to the table and uh yeah yeah, and and try to you know kick the door open for whoever's coming behind us so yeah and it was sort of just that thing of um wanting to tell the story correctly as black actors and then also wanting to integrate within what hope valley already was before we got there and like combining the two yeah um, so that was definitely something we spoke about and then stuff that we spoke about with the showrunner as well, mm-hmm. John Tinker and, and, uh, the director, Peter DeLuise, mm-hmm. and we, we'd speak about it because, um, I think in certain cases it was sometimes just a, a very delicate subject and that there was a very thin line between, between a lot of things. And so it was making sure that, that we, we did it correctly. Yeah, we were like fact checkers, we're making mm-hmm. sure that that there was things where like, no, black people wouldn't do this. Get rid of that. Yeah. <laughs> that not happen. Happen. <laughs> not gonna happen. Not gonna happen. And, and and so you know, like like I said, this is what we knew that the responsibility was before we before we got on. Yeah. Um, but I gotta say, everybody at the network, everybody involved has been nothing but supportive when it comes. If we come in and say, listen. Uh, this doesn't work for us, or this should be this. Uh, it's done. There's no yeah. there's no roadblocks. None. 
um, your character is a pastor. Mm-hmm. First of all, I I am I have left the church due to my personal reasons, but mm-hmm. I grew up in a black church, so I was like, yay. <laughs> Huh? I grew you up in it. <laughs> yes, I grew up in it. I grew up in um, Bethel AME Church in Baltimore, yep. Maryland. So, oh, <laughs> um, really, uh, is that something that you have in common with Joseph, the relationship with Christ, um, that kind of thing? If you don't mind me asking. Yeah, it's um, it's how I was raised, and um, I know Natasha's the same, and. Uh, it, it was kind of interesting because I, I say all the time, I, I, I based Joseph on uh, my uncle, uh, two, two of my uncles, and, and, and my father. Mm. So Joseph's ability with his hands and everything he can do in that respect is based off my dad. Mm-hmm. And Joseph's relationship with his wife, just, just the dynamic that I see between Minnie and Joseph is a lot of it's it's a lot of what I witnessed between my my aunt and uncle. So mm. I use that, and then the religious aspect of, of Joseph is definitely based off another uncle of mine, who's the most religious person I've ever been around in my life. He's he's God first, no matter what. Mm. And uh, even the way I, uh, Joseph prays, I based off my uncle. And uh, um, yeah, it's it's. It's something that I that I know a lot of black people back in that time they 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 leaned on because they they had to they had to lean on looking at uh, you know a brighter day uh, having the hope that things would get better. Um, I, we talked about the fact that if you look at what's happening now in the world, everybody has hope that everything that's happening is going to come to an end soon. And I think that's how you, that's how two years can go by. And, you know, that's a lot of time, yeah. but we we're continually every day hoping that it comes to an end. And I think that that's how, that's, that's how um, people look at things back in the day as well. They just were hoping that things would get better and, and, and leaning on their faith to help them through. Sometimes it's hard, <laughs> it's hard. to keep faith, but sometimes yeah, but that, like... that's, that's why it's called faith. <laughs> that's why um natasha many many one of the things that i loved about many in season eight is your advocacy her advocacy for her daughter angela who is blind um i am disabled i am in a wheelchair and i know for a fact my mom is my biggest advocate too um i'm gonna cry now hold on <laughs> talking about this that's okay what um did you, what kind of like inspiration or did you talk to other parents who were who had children who were disabled also to kind of like get that energy from them I guess or you know what I mean? Yes, yes, I do. I um so my mother my mother cared for my father for twenty years, and so I grew up sort of watching that and just seeing how how she dealt with with every situation she had to be in um, with him. And um, I think it, it meant that I was able to really bring that to Minnie's character. Um, just that level of uh, 
compassion, but also determination that she had to have to get things done. And, um, you know, she always had to be composed and, and yeah. dignified and everything all in one yeah. and uh, to, to, to get where she needed to be and especially in a, in a time period like that. I love your her advocacy, how she, like, I, I understood Minnie's fear of like, you know, t- going to school and maybe like feeling, Asia feeling different or left out or whatever, so the protective nature of it. Um, whew, man, that is hard because mm-hmm. as a person who's been there as a disabled child, I I understand also, you know, that um, I was teased as a child, I was bullied, I was, you know, and I can I can I can only imagine seeing through many eyes what my mom went through of the whole like push and pull, like how far can I let let her go. Yeah, and yeah. feel this pain, but also, you know, want to protect her. If that makes sense. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, your mom did an amazing job because look at you. She's like, <laughs> oh, she did because she she had to let you go, but she protected you, but you know, more than anybody. Yeah. It's it's a it's a it's a it's a balance. It's a balancing it's a very act. Hard, yeah, it's a very hard balancing act, and you just it, it's um. You know, you get, you'll have these moments where you're not sure whether you're doing the right thing. Yeah. <laughs> That's all right. Well, crying. <laughs> ah my gosh okay um but I think it's that that you're fighting through just knowing that you never really know what the right thing to do is but you just hope that what you're doing will have the right effect and I think that's where Minnie was with Angela Mm -hmm. And just protecting her, not feeling like Elizabeth was in the wrong, but feeling like she she has to be the one that's always one step ahead of everybody else. Right. Well, she has to try to be. Because mm-hmm. things went sideways before in a way that we couldn't have anticipated. We yeah. couldn't have known that. I mean. Uh, I was going to, I wanted yeah. to say that um, there was this one scene where uh, Minnie, I think, told, I believe it was um, Carson Carson about the doctor refusing to take care of Angela when she was a kid that caused her blindness. And I was thinking to myself, like, well, I don't know if other people understand this, but that is like medical segregation, medical racism. There's history of this, of a lot of Black people who have been denied access to medical care, there have been denied access, you know, they, they, they had a study where people were saying that even medical students now are saying that they don't believe a, pay, a Black person's pain more than a white person, you know what I mean? And it, yeah. it, it, it's like, I don't know how others, you know, have caught this, but that is 
impactful that they brought that on to the show yes yeah we were we were um we were happy that uh you know if they were if we're going to show up and be a part of hope valley that there was some mention of racism yeah there's got to be there's got to be you know you can't be us in 1918 1920 there's no way you could be walking around and erase all that black people went through you can't do that yeah i honestly was surprised that they i mean i know hope valley is supposed to be this idealistic world where everything is perfect and good and everyone loves each other and kumbaya but i mean i I was thinking to myself like okay this is this Normally doesn't happen, especially at that time period. I don't know, it may be different in Canada, but in the United States, that that doesn't (laughs) 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 You know, this idealistic where everybody accepts a whole Black family and everybody's going to school with them. Oh, and I would say everybody (laughs) does. You know, you know, uh, I think on a, on a, on a scale, as far as like, you look at the population base of Hope Valley and the ratio of, you know, Black people versus anybody else. Yeah, yeah I, I don't think people would, you know, there's there's not a lot for people to be worried about. They, you know, we're outnumbered, like we're outnumbered, you know, four to 50, you know, 1,500, a lot of people there versus yeah. us. So um, in that respect, that may have actually been something that could happen back then. May, <laughs> I don't know, but, um, you know, if you if, again, if you want to make Hope Valley this anomaly, if you want to show that this place is a place where everybody, you know, treats you fairly and and they don't and they're and they they're colorblind, they don't see color or whatever, then yeah, you definitely need to you need to kind of qualify these characters yeah. that are coming in and, and say what's happened to them. At least you have to do that. Oh yeah, yeah, and I feel like. You know, even like this season with some of this stuff that we've done this season as well. Um, I think they, you know, the network, the writers, they were good at still infusing these situations into our story. It never kind of ever goes away, which right. is very true and honest yeah. to to what would have been happening. Of course, it has to fit in with Hope Valley values and right. such like, but I think, you know, we've always tried to make sure it's always, you know, it's infused in some form of reality and, and they have been really good with, with allowing that to be the case. Yeah, because it's it's how the characters carry themselves. Like, to a certain degree, you know, we come in, like, the show, you know, it started with Joseph coming into Hope Valley and, you know, you don't know what to expect. If the world is like, you know, the world we came from, well, I have to, I have to be careful to a certain degree. I have to feel this out. And that he had such a strong reaction to Hope Valley and decided this is a place that I think my family can can be something. Um, I, I, I think black folks and on all ethnics, I think all ethnics had that radar, like, you know, properly woven into their head because of bad situations that they've gone through. I think you know, we still have that. We still, we still, we still have that. We still have a sense of like, mm, this is our guard. Up. Up. Our guard up. Yeah, 
You know what I mean? Like, yeah, time to go. You know, we understand. Red flags. <laughs> yeah, red flag. This is not, no, we got to go. You have that because of what we've been through. So, yeah, they, they've, they've been good about um, keeping that going. Yeah. Say, yeah. Genuineness of it. My favorite, one of my favorite scenes of season eight, gonna cry again right now, <laughs> was when uh, was when the kids went to your house mm-hmm. to show up and say, look, I am gonna go to school with Angela. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> we're gonna go to class together. You know, you're not gonna take. I mean, I was like, so ah, beautiful. <laughs> I cried, and, and you know, it's so funny because everyone in the finale is talking about Chris, and, Lucas, and Nathan, who is who, right. and I'm sitting there going, like, can we skip all that and just talk? The <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> kids. Oh, that was so beautiful. I mean, like, did you guys? did you guys know the impact that that was gonna make like that whole storyline i mean for because i mean that angela in school was pretty much half the your storyline for season eight yeah Yeah. um you know what i we didn't know i don't think we knew i don't think we knew that would be the i mean we knew it would have some impact you know it's a very powerful story but you know really we we weren't really sure exactly how much the audience would respond to it and and when they would respond to it and and when they would have so much to say and comment on and and it was interesting after I spoke that scene with Carson And I started to see um, messages and stories um, and they were saying, you know, I mean, it's amazing that they dealt with racism, you know, that Hallmark dealt with racism. And, um, you know, it's really, you don't don't know which storyline or which part of your story during the season is going to have that impact on an audience. So we really, I guess we're kind of in the dark for the most part because we might think, you know, there's a particular scene or, mm-hmm. or part of the story that's amazing to us, mm-hmm. and it's not the way that the viewers see it. Yeah, yeah, mm. it was, yeah. We didn't. I didn't. I didn't know that that was coming. I didn't know. We we kind of dealt with the whole school inspector, and you know, that was something that we were dealing with. But it it it. I didn't know that that would be like the finale. So. Uh, it was yeah it was it was very cool to, when all the kids showed up and all the parents showed up and that was cool that was very cool it was it was uh not a lot of acting on that day we just we were all we were all in the moment yeah, you yeah. Know? Uh, i wish that it those things happened in real life yeah that'd be that'd be great if that's what happened <laughs> but um it feels weird to ask you, Viv, since um, it's about your kids, but I do, I do want to know from your daughter's standpoint, has she shared with you what was the hardest part of playing a deaf child? Oh, yeah. Of, of, well, um, <laughs> as an actor, so she, yeah, so, her, so Angela's blind, and so as as an actor, you make eye contact with yeah. the person that you're talking to. 
And it's a natural human reaction that when you hear someone talk, you you look in their direction. Mm-hmm. So she had to completely kind of disconnect that that impulse to do that. And she has to always keep her eyes off, off someone, even when they're talking to her. And and someone else says something over here, she has to just to see with her ears. Mm-hmm. It's basically when uh, you know she did a lot of research to to play Angela. And that's something that we came across. You, you, you kind of, you look, you look with your ears. That's how, that's how some of these people I have a feeling season nine, she's going to be, well, I mean, I've seen the picture of her with the cane and I'm also assuming that she's going to start learning Braille more. Mm-hmm. As we saw it in season eight, has um, your daughter t- done any of those Braille classes herself or, you know, she she definitely got instruction on how to how to do it properly uh so mm. that when you see her hands going across it uh it's she's doing it right um mm. lots of so peter deloise is <laughs> is uh is pretty amazing for he loves details details mm. details so he'll send us any video that he comes across so if he before he even writes something He's double checking it, double check, triple checking it with with a video and making sure that it's done right. So a lot of what you see Vienna doing, uh, Peter Deloise is is behind that. He's send <laughs> countless videos. Okay, this is how you walk. This is how you check and see that something's safe. This is how you move across a wall. This is how you go downstairs. This is how everything, the whole the whole nine. But I mean, this is what Vienna wants to make sure she's doing. She doesn't want to offend anybody, you know, who are relatives of anybody who's blind, who sees a show, you, mm. you know, you, you want or to any sure blind that, person, period. <laughs> well, you know, yeah, you know, it's just, yeah, that's probably, that's probably, probably safe there, but like, you know, it, you, you definitely want to make sure that, uh, yeah, it's, it's, you're, you're showing up and doing ex- everything you can to make it as authentic as possible, as possible. But it was one of the reasons why she was actually, uh, uh, she, she actually didn't want to play Angela at first because I, 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 I brought uh, Vienna to the attention of the casting director and the, the powers that be because I got the part and then I, I noticed that he had a, a daughter and a, and a son. Now, Vienna had already been acting, mm-hmm. doing uh, voice. She was in time for us or... With you, oh, right? time for us to come. Without, she she hadn't been on camera yet. Oh, before she did when calls, that was the first thing she's ever done. Um, yeah, but she she had she was doing voice work for cartoons. Yeah, so she was comfortable breaking down scripts. She was she was comfortable, you know, being in that setting. But she had never done any on camera work. So I I got the part as, as Joseph, and then I I said. <laughs> I brought this to Vienna and I said, hey, look, look, you've been asking me to be, you know, she wanted to get into film. So I was like, look, this is perfect for you. You play my daughter. Um, it's a good, great show. And, and and the character's blind. And she's like, I don't want to do it. <laughs> I don't want to do it. I was like, you've been asking me for like a year and a half to, to get into acting. And she's like, dad, think about it. The character's blind. I'm the not- show is a huge hit. So that means lots of people you know, are going to be scrutinizing what she's doing. And she's like, and I'm going to be there with you. She's like, how would you feel about going to work 
with granddad. And I was like, oh, you got a point there. <laughs> like, you got a point there. I was like, okay. But Peter DeLuise, uh, he, he, he heard that she was having second thoughts about even auditioning. So he sent a little video over of himself saying uh, into the camera, Vienna, I will not let you fail. And he said, play that for your daughter. So I played it for her and she said, okay, I'll do the audition. And then she auditioned and she got the part. But uh, she was hesitant. She was hesitant because it is, a, she's, she's got a tough task on set. The rest of us are looking around and walking around, but she, yeah, she's, she's got to do it. She's got to do it and do it authentically. And it's to the point where there's some kids that are doing background that they thought she was blind. Like a lot of viewers are asking, is she blind for real? So she's doing a good job. <laughs> mm, uh, I, love, I love your family. Your family, I follow uh, your kids. And you have a oh, pretty you. big family too. Oh, yes, yes. <laughs> well, my wife's Filipino, so yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah, but... Um, my grandma is like one of nine and my great grandma is one of nine. <laughs> yeah, my mom is one of thirteen. So yeah, it's it's yeah. Natasha, how big is your family? Do you have siblings? I do not have a big family. Oh my goodness. My mom was an only child. My dad had two brothers. Like we're not like this. No double figures here. That's, that's why we, one sibling. That's why we adopted her. We adopted Natasha. <laughs> oh my goodness, that is so sweet. But um, <laughs> well, I was gonna say, like you know, Viv and his whole his kids are there. You're like the add-on. You don't mind me asking, <laughs> calling you that. <laughs> How was it like being added onto their family unit? You know, was was this the first time that you met the Lee Cox? What was it like meeting them the first time? Yeah. Yeah, no, it was the first time I'd met them. I, I had <laughs> never even heard of Viv before I met him. Just like, what? <laughs> um, and I was kind of surprised because I, yeah, I'd never seen you ever I know, in an audition never, room. Never ever. No, it's just so strange. Eight years you've been here, I never. Never. Um, it's because I was too busy on set. So. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I was too busy trying to get yeah. a job while you were on set. I was set. on set. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, but then, um, you know, I called him um, when I booked the job and, and we realized that we were going to be doing, we wanted to talk because I was in the UK, I'd come back. So I was in quarantine at the time. And so we wanted to have a chat beforehand. Um, and yeah, I mean, like from that chat, we just knew there was just so much that we saw eye to eye on and yes. we just had, oh, we agreed <laughs> upon so much yeah. and, and we just, it, it was great because then we didn't just agree on stuff to do with the show. We just agreed on stuff in general. In life, in yeah. In life. Yeah. Um, I could, and I could joke with her and she laughs at my jokes. So. <laughs> <laughs> I, I have to say, you look really young. When I first saw you as Minnie, I was like, I don't think she's old enough to have a teenager, but I don't know. <laughs> well, you know, black don't crack, so, you know. <laughs> that is true. That is 100% true. And also, I'm 65 years old. You don't even, you don't even know that. <laughs> Asian people also have a, a hard time aging. My mom, I, I swear to this day, still gets messages that she looks like my sister. Yep. And she's 60. 
<laughs> I know. I know. My wife is, is I, I've known my wife since I was 13 years old. And I tell her every day, I, I, I'm just like, you're, you stopped aging. Like you literally, you put the brakes on that. It's crazy. Oh my gosh. It's some, <laughs> something in our um, DNA for real. Yeah. <laughs> your kids are going to really look young since she got double your double. DNA. <laughs> yes, we got it all. <laughs> but um, can you tell us anything about season nine? What to expect for both of your characters, your families? Hmm. No spoilers. Let's see. Um, well, I think. Uh, <laughs> Generally, overall, uh-huh. season nine is um, for us one where we solidify our position in town. Good, good, good answer. One hundred percent. We, uh, you know, we kind of pick up where we left off, and we really are in our comfort zone. I think this season, and and we're kind of getting things done mm-hmm. as a family. We're getting things done as individuals, and. Um, I think it comes together really nicely. That's a, that's a very good answer, Natasha. Mm-hmm. It has a very safe and and hallmark, very uh, approved answer. Um, <laughs> yeah, we, we, yes, we are um, um, blending into the, into the community a little bit more. Um, there's definitely relationships with other folks in the community that that uh, Joseph and Minnie are, you know, starting to mesh. Yes. with and uh, and the kids as well um which is really cool to see um yeah and then and you'll you'll see you'll see what else we get into <laughs> trying to keep <laughs> trying to keep it safe Can, oh. is there gonna be any further talk about race in season nine like y'all did in season eight yes 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 it's a well, it's a it's a very big very big uh storyline ongoing yeah it's an ongoing concept. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, let's be honest, you're you're black. It's an ongoing yes. thing. I'm very black. <laughs> yes. We wish we could escape the race thing, but sadly it's it's part of our lives, right? Yeah, you know what though? You know, I look at it and go, you know, it, it makes us better. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, we're 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 where we are and we had to, you know, get the we're forged kind of in fire. We, we, we walk through things to get where we are. Yeah, I think it makes you stronger. You, yeah. you, you know who you are. You really do. Because you have to. Yeah. Right? It's, it's, it's adversity. That's what makes you, that was, that's what makes you better. That's yeah. what makes you stronger. You don't, you don't get anywhere in this life. If you, if you just win all the time, you don't learn anything from that. So, yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, thank you guys so much for joining me. Uh, I'm trying to figure out how to say thank you in Tagalog. <laughs> I'm, I'm saying so, uh, part of me saying salabat, but I'm like, that's, that's I love that's, you, I think. That's, 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 that's I love you, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you can say that, that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, it's, my, um, I've, I've lost the language, sadly, since um, yeah. so, like, yeah. yeah, I was, um, my, my par- part of the racism that I had to endure was my parents m- made us speak English 100% of the time, which kind of made right. us lose the language, lose the, right. uh, 
yeah you know what i mean just to blend yeah. in with everybody else yeah. kind of thing they were they were keeping you safe that's what they were thinking about you know yeah so, so mm -hmm. my my brothers and i have lost it too so yeah my wife as well actually she she understands it but mm -hmm. she, she'd be like you should be like well how do you say like she wouldn't know necessarily off the top of her head how to say something so yeah yeah some things that we have to do to survive right exactly